future, talk radio will actually educate, inspire, and make you think. The future is now. Topics and music that affect your life from Universal Broadcasting Network. Tune in at ubnradio.com. This is One on One with Jasper Cole, Hollywood's bad guy, and so much more. Actor, talent manager, producer, and more. Now he's sitting down with today's top newsmakers from entertainment, politics, pop culture, and beyond. This is One on One with Jasper Cole. All right, all right, all right. Howdy, 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 and welcome to One on One with Jasper Cole. Here we are. It's another Wednesday, and we are live at Sunset Gower Studios right here in Hollyweird, California. Let me give a big shout-out to my producer, Mr. JW. How are you, buddy? I'm doing good, Jasper, and you? We're back here another week. I know. <laughs> um, please, everyone, follow us, please, on Twitter, one-on-one Cole. Uh, Facebook, one-on-one with Jasper Cole, or my website, jaspercole.com. And if you go on ubnradio.com to my host page, you will get, see a link for the, our... We now have 25 uh, sponsors. Yes, we do. We have a new one, efile.com. And then we're going to uh, tell you the 24 right now. All of us here at one-on-one with Jasper Cole are proud to announce our 24 affiliate advertisers, and they are all .coms. InterServer, ZipRecruiter, Hilton Hotels, Three Day Blinds, Adam and Eve Toys, Bullguard, Prime Slots, Russell Stover, Booking.com, Suzanne Summers Bath and Beauty, Quest Nutrition, Sur La Tabla, and Extended Stay America. Additionally, we have EUK Host, Canvas World, Cheap Air, 21st Century, Liberty Mutual, Course Smart, Advanced Auto, Fandango, Meet Mindful, Flare Play, and jewelry.com. Thanks again to all of our wonderful sponsors. And now back to the show. Great. And just remember, if you go there, find anything you like, click on it, and we get credit for that as well. So let's get right to our very special guest today. Um, all you sci-fi fans and zombie fans are going to be thrilled, of course, to see our guest. He is a prolific character actor, but he's lucky because he can be a leading guy and a character actor. So that's really something. Um, he plays Murphy on the hit show Z Nation on Sci-Fi on Friday nights. Please welcome Mr. Keith Allen. Hey, buddy. Thank you. Thank you. Great to finally meet you. Me too. So we briefly ch- chatted a little bit before that. We actually have the same manager, Avi Simon. Yes. I just Big shout that. out at Rectangle Entertainment. Mm-hmm. Um I actually have known Avi like 20 years because, mm-hmm. you know, he was an actor at one time. Right, right, right. Yeah. So, but we've been client manager for about three years. Mm-hmm. He's great. He's fantastic. We, I also have to give a shout out to Esther Elise Johnson because uh-huh. I think she's the oh, greatest yeah. first AD in How the world. How do you world. know Esther? Well, I did Hansel and Gretel, which oh, was an right. asylum of production. Yes, so, yes. Esther, I love you. I, I told she's her. She's a badass, that girl. You do thir- not want to mess with in Esther. In 30 years of acting, I swear to God, she was the greatest first AD I've ever yeah, worked with. Yeah, she's awesome. Plus, she's stunning, and she's hot, yeah. and she's just... And she's a, she's an ass kicker. And she's drinking the Diet Coke. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Esther girl. lives on Diet Coke. <laughs> I think she eats like one meal a day, if yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, So yeah. I told her we're going to shout out Powerhouse. to her. So I anyway, <laughs> Which kind of is a nice segue to Asylum, mm-hmm. because Asylum, who also produces Z Nation, right. you have quite a history with Asylum. I do. I because do. you started out, well, listen, you're hyphenate. You, you're a writer, you're a producer, you're a director, and you're an actor. Right. And you had actually, or you have actually written 
three films, or more mm-hmm. than three films, six maybe, right? Or how many? Uh, features, let's see. Uh, one, two, Who's three, counting, four, five. Really? Yeah, I think six. I think but six. You, you, yeah. did you, you worked at Asylum? Is that the story? You actually worked <laughs> at Asylum? Well, I, was, I actually had a day job there because, uh, you know, as you probably know, uh, being an actor in Los Angeles, you're not, you know, yeah. always working no. as an actor. No. And sometimes you just have to supplement your income. And, uh, and I was, be, it was better than waiting tables. Yeah, it sure was. I mean, it, it was one in my field. And so I was the stage manager. Manager there at the uh, facilities. Uh, Asylum, by the way, is an amazing company. I mean, they mm-hmm. have one of the largest catalogs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And well, a lot of people think films. they think they just do horror, but you know, they have like oh, no. different budgets mm-hmm. and different levels, mm-hmm. and they do TV movies and right, lots of sci-fi films, Lifetime films. Right. Uh, they also did some. Uh, did they do a Hallmark? Yeah, they did some Hallmark, and they also did some like. Uh, uh, Faith-based films, right, right, and, uh, yeah. And David also, Latt, the whole group over there, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, 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 yeah. So you were there, and right. that was your day job, right? But mm-hmm. you were still at, you were acting at the right. time. Well, you know, the great thing about being in that situation and them knowing that I was an actor. Uh, they were very uh, um, free with me uh, going and doing auditions, right. and so and very supportive of it, also. So that was a great thing. But they also were like, uh, you know, in between while I'm like making sure the toilets unplugged, <laughs> right? They're like, "Hey, you want to audition for this movie?" I'm like, uh, "Yeah." So you, you know, know, is that Gerald Webb? Should uh, we give a yes. shout out to yes, G absolutely. Webb also? Yeah. And and the casting director of Z Nation, which is Nike, Nike, Nike. Mm-hmm. I actually read for Vasquez oh, this season, you? which is oh, I'm okay. totally wrong. For, but I got to meet her. Oh, very And cool. I've known cool. G Webb for a long time. So right, right, that was right. great because you were there. So you were. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I'd been there for three years by the time Z Nation wow. uh, happened. So my, my progression kind of started out as that. Um, Working there, and then they uh, they asked me asked me to audition for a couple of movies, and I booked uh, one of the roles. Um, it was actually Three Musketeers, okay, uh, which was awesome. I was one of the Musketeers. Did Dylan uh, Vox work on that? Is, no, do you know no, Dylan? No. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, Shout yeah. out to Dylan too. Yeah, it's this is before his time. Okay, there, I believe. yeah. And um, so I wound up, um, you know, getting to act in one of their films, and uh, that was awesome. And then soon after that, they were looking for a. Uh, an idea for a film about 11, 11, 11, because 11, 11, right, 11 right, was right, coming right, up. Right. And so they needed an idea. I had an idea. And they sort of let me just write and direct. That's another great feature. thing about Asylum, right? Yeah. They're really great. They're known for that, allowing for first-time directors yeah. or writers yeah. to come in and, and do it. And uh, yeah, I mean, was that an amazing experience? I mean, yes, it was overwhelming. It was a little hard as hell. God, we wrote the script. I wrote it with a, a buddy of mine, Kiff Scholl. We uh, co-wrote the script together in ten days. Wow, asylum style. We yeah, we shot the feature in three. No, no ten. Ten. I know. Ten days to shoot a people a, don't believe a 90 that ninety-minute feature. It was. Yeah. yeah. It was well, grueling. it tells you. It shows you it can be done, though. Yeah, it can you be know? done. Yeah. I mean, and it's it's a it's a good little movie. Yeah. I have to say, you know, I'm lucky enough that. I also uh, know lots of very talented actors in this town that you could call upon. I do theater, and so yeah, you, you plenty of really good actors that are happy to happy work, yeah. come in on a on a moment's notice. Yeah, and so that was that was one of the reasons I think my f- film uh, really did well was because I have really solid actors, mm-hmm. and I didn't have to hold anyone's hands. I didn't right. have to deal you with had veterans egos. that you could trust yep, and you've worked I knew with. These people could get, and the they're job from the done. theater, which right. helps. I'm not a snob, but I, right. a lot of us started oh, in God. the theater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm be- always amazed when actors, 
and this is no judgment. I'm kind of envious of the way, but when people uh, in TV and film have never done theater. I know. I don't get uh, it. It's kind of weird. Well, but, I think because it's it's a boot camp. I mean, yeah. you really learn a, a, a sort of different respect for the craft of right. acting. And then also pitching in, because when you're doing a small theater, you're, you're doing, doing it all. You're, you are. You're painting yeah. the sets. You're, you're cleaning building, the bathrooms. You're, you're like, you know. It's like a rep company. You, yeah. yeah. You, you Especially, you know, small theaters with, with no money. 99 in LA, seats yeah. in L.A. I mean, it is. I, I always recommend to any young actor starting out do do small Me theater. Too. It is absolutely one you make instant friends, right? <laughs> and also, and you learn so much. You learn so much. It's it's a great training ground for actors to put yourself in front of an audience because there's no retakes in right. theater. You you sink or swim. And you know, L.A. theater gets a bad rap. I mean, I know there are a lot of the showcase productions and stuff like that, mm-hmm. but I always say, so what? Even if it's a showcase. <laughs> Oh, that, no. You know, vanity production kind of thing. But a lot of people, I mean, I'm like you. I, my first few years out here, I did nothing but 99-seat sure, theater. Sure, sure. Mm-hmm. For me, because I'm not in New York, that was sort of summer stock for me. That was yeah. sort of off-off off, well, Broadway. Well, and also, I mean, you, I wound up making great friends and great connections of people that are are still you know in working biz. in the biz. Yeah, um, I worked over at the uh, Theater of Note. I was a company oh, member sure. there over on Coenga, great company. Yeah, in fact, they got a good place. Ezra going on Buzzington. Right now. Do you know oh, Ezra? Yeah, of course, I know another Ezra. buddy of yeah. ours. I know Ezra from Seattle. Um, oh, know, right, right, right. Because he started back in the yeah, day. Yeah, 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 yeah. I lived up in Seattle for about two. Another years. great city. But um, so Theater of Note and also uh, their sister uh, theater, uh, Sacred, Sacred Fools. Fools. They do a lot of original work. And so, they have a great reputation, yeah, too, do. in L.A. So it's a, it's a great opportunity to work on uh, brand new work. Right. So you yeah. are you're getting to work with writers and directors who, you know, and one of the uh, one of the plays that I did there, I'm trying to get it produced as a film. film. Now, so and one of the one of the pieces that I did there also uh, Kill Me Deadly I think it's at a festival I in just, Paris yeah, right now. Yeah, you've got that com- you, that's in the can. Right. That's making the circuit, Yeah, well right? I, I believe they just got distribution for it. It's been making the festival round and yeah, I believe right, they right. just got distribution for it and so that is a prime example of a small little theater piece coming becoming together. A film. Right. Yeah. yeah, so. That's great for all you actors watching and listening. That's We both feel that way and I always yeah. say that too even I, so uh, we won't make this an actor tutorial, but <laughs> it's just fascinating to me. If if I were to start out today, you know, there's so much right. now with social media and YouTube and web mm-hmm. series, which we didn't. Well, I'm older than you, but we didn't have that when we started. Right. Th- for me, theater, that was it. That was the 99 right. cent or student films, right. mm-hmm. shorts, whatever to get footage to get right. a reel. Because, mm-hmm. you know, in TV now, it's it's all about. They want to see footage before you've done anything. Oh, sure, like, sure, sure. Yeah. So all of this leads you to Z Nation, mm-hmm. which now was this your first? This your first series regular, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. You'd done a lot of guest spots. Yeah, guests and yeah. co-stars, yeah. and you know. Anything. But do you find so? Because you guys shoot in Spokane, right? Right. And we're talking about the theater uh, rep kind of feeling. Now that you've been on the series, going into your congratulations, third se- Thank you. third yes, season. Yes. And your do you feel that same sort of camaraderie when you're on a series? Because I've only been like I've right. not been a series regular. I've only mm-hmm. been guest stars. Right. Do you get that same? Well, uh, you know, I I can't speak for for bigger shows right. because I've never really been. Not, I mean, well, I, not yet. I got to, I got to be uh, like on Mad Men, which was a huge, huge. show and, and fantastic set to be on. But right. Of course, I was just I was just visiting their world. It's different when you just yeah. go in. Yeah. Because and they were lovely. It was a great great set to be on. Uh, don't get me wrong, but you know the thing about our show is we are a small uh, um, team and so you really do get that sense mm-hmm. you know everyone you know everyone you know the girlfriend you know the guy 
thing about them. Yeah, yeah. You really, it's you, summer camp in it, Spokane. It's, it's really great. I I I like it because um, because there's um, there is a bit of and we work very hard. The show right. f- shoots really fast, so right. we shoot a, an episode every six days. Do you like that? Um, well, it's hard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I quite frankly would prefer like. Well, let's eight, talk about because you know your character days. Murphy. There are times when you're in prosthetics. Yes. Are, not always, though, not right? Always, no. So, but because uh, I, I know that's a procedure. Sure. Oh it, my but God, is yeah. it, it even that is sped up? Is that rushed as well? Just in sense of not rushed, but right. you know, you got to get that done quickly. To, well, and they got it down to. Well, science? no. When <laughs> I, I mean, I'm uh, this season. I'm in heavy makeup. I'm blue this season. Okay. So, I'm in makeup two hours every morning every with morning. two people working on me. And what do you do? During that's that just time? my hands and my face. What are you doing? Oh, uh, either <laughs> gossiping or uh, you're able to talk. I mean, you're not having oh, yeah, to just sit right. there. No, no, I'm not. A, I don't have prosthetics on my face. Okay. Um, so no, I, the... and I'm also going over my script and right. looking at what I have to do. Oh, you learn your day. lines? Oh yeah, sure, <laughs> absolutely. But um, <laughs> no, I've worked. Well, come on, oh, yeah. we've all worked. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a that's an art. Also, the actors that just kind of mm-hmm. and they right before you shoot the scene. Oh yeah, or they say, "Don't worry, I got it," and yeah. then you're like, "Really? You don't yeah. have it?" So let's yeah, start yeah. over. Oh, believe me. Yeah, I've, I've had those experiences. <laughs> So you have the two, yeah. So, uh, but when we do the prosthetics, because I have scars all right. over my chest, so whenever those play, that's a five-hour uh, wow. makeup. Wow. So it it is, then there's really no way to rush that because it takes. It's got to be, and it's an art. It is. You and know? and uh, Corinne Foster, who uh, designed out. my, yeah, she, her and uh, Josh, they uh, own Synapse uh, FX. Right. And they do all our zombie makeup. And so she's not only, um, or they, I should say, are not only designing my look, but also all of the zombies. The whole, yeah. And we have a lot of different kinds of zombies on the show. So it's not just, you know, cookie-cutter zombies. Right. We're, they're sort of inventing new... New kind of... New breeds of zombies. That's what's different yeah. about... One of the things. That's as different. far as, like, yeah. The Walking Dead and yeah. uh, iZombie. The whole mm-hmm. zombie thing just exploded. Yeah. Now, wait. You also wrote a zombie script. I wrote a prior couple of them. To, yeah. Pr- yeah, prior to the series, yeah, right? a couple of uh, zombie movies for sci-fi. Actually. Now, was that something you've had an interest in the whole zombie genre or was it you just knew they were looking for you, you know, heard they, they were looking they for actually that. came to me oh. um because they had liked what i had done previously with uh asylum, asylum. This is asylum yeah, yeah. and uh they liked what i did with the eleven eleven script and so they're like they handed me a, a project and so i wound up uh working with a different uh writing partner delandra williams her and i um we wrote, co-wrote both of those scripts, um, and uh, you know, it, I I love horror and sci-fi and zombies. Right, it was, it's never anything that I was like. Right, you weren't you just know. like as a kid going, yeah. "I'm gonna," yeah. No, no, but um, but you know, all of a sudden it fell into my lap, and so I'm like, "Hmm, all right, you can do this." How do I how do I write a zombie script? And um, it was awesome because you really sort of. Um, you know, you're 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 writing a drama, and you 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 also try and figure out how am I going to make this a little different than every other right, zombie right, movie right, we've right. seen, and so right. you you start to figure out your own logic and uh, your own conflicts, and 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 also how to make this work within the the budget mm-hmm. that you're being presented, which is with. very important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People don't think about that. So you know, um, it was a great challenge, and uh, I, I really enjoyed doing it. Yeah. It was a lot of a lot of fun, and and uh, I thought we turned out some really solid scripts. Well, if you're just tuning in, we're speaking with. Uh, Mr. Keith Allen from Z Nation, who plays Murphy. It just got a third season pickup. Uh, Friday nights at 10 o'clock. So for the fans that are listening, um, is there any anything you can 
tell us about what's upcoming? I know you can't give a lot away, but uh, well, I can tell you a little bit yeah. more about what's coming. Um, we um, we wind up this season. One of the things that uh, uh, makes this season a little different than last season was th- is that there's a bounty on my head, and so this this season we not only are are running from zombies, but we're also running from, from the general public, general public who who wants a piece of the action, right? And so now I'm a wanted man in in more ways than one. So um, so we are are kind of being hunted. So it, it makes for uh, uh, a a very um, tumultuous day because you're action. on the run. Yeah. I was going to say a lot of you're lots getting your action. workout in. Lots of action. Yeah. Yeah, and so, um, and we wind up, we're, we're uh, coming up on, um, we will come across uh, a, a group uh, called the uh, uh, Zeros, Seriously? which are uh, a Mexican drug cartel wow. that are now sort of, um, they're creating their own government since, you know, the U.S. government sort of collapsed. They right. are sort of the now, the, the, new, now. the new government. And so it's an interesting thing. So we come across a, uh, their tribe, you know, they're, they're, and yeah, yeah. because they're organized. They got it down, you know, wow. so they have an organization that we, we come in contact with. But that's a couple episodes down the road. But it's a really interesting uh, storyline. And Gina Gershon comes in. Some and great she, guest stars. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Anthony Michael Hall is on. I just uh, saw, I read that. Yeah. Uh, on Friday. Yeah. Well, that's what happens you know when a show becomes more popular people are suddenly wanting to be on it right yeah which is great yeah right and you get to work with these people and you have a great cast kalita smith everybody's fierce really really good cast i i have to say you know it's a lot of fun going to work not only because our cast is is really professional right and fun um and there's no like really huge egos that we're having to deal with on uh on set but also, you know, our like I was saying earlier, our crew is really solid, and and they're really there because you know not not for the paycheck because <laughs> <Right, right. laughs> because we are a really low budget right, show, right? Um, but you know because I, you know they're invested in in making the show something that is you know different than anything else right. on TV. And well, so. sci-fi's really exploded no pun intended mm-hmm. also they've gotten i mean anthony ferrante was my director on hansel and gretel oh, right. of course sure i i just did a little cameo in a film for him and Din, ben de marie um mm-hmm. i i said to him hey mr mr Sharknado now but that was mm-hmm. a big thing for sci-fi too oh, it's that, huge yeah it's huge they're doing four. and for asylum i mean you know yeah Sharknado four is it's, like it's around a, the corner it's so. amazing yeah, yeah. um well, also, do you like Spokane? How is it being? You know, it's I've I, never been, but right. I, but you're from Seattle. Not that that's I, I, I'm not. Well, I or, lived, lived in Seattle. You lived in Seattle. I lived in Seattle for ten years. I love the Northwest. Me too. I mean, Pacific Northwest. Just is. getting when I got the job, I had and I I really had to get in my car the next day and drive. Drive. Yeah, it was that quick. You know, it's like what uh, is the drive like nine hours? Uh, no, it's like. Four 14 oh. or something like that. Okay. But um so you you relocate during the time yeah, you're yeah, there. Yeah, I'm up there yeah for 6 months. 6 yeah. months, yeah. And so um does it have a small town feel to it? Very small town. Okay. It's a big small town. That's right. kind of what Spokane is. It's um it's it's nice for me one be to sort of be removed uh, from Los Angeles because mm-hmm. I don't have the distractions mm-hmm. that I would have here. Um, I'm able to really just focus on the show. Yeah, when you're on location, you really, for me too, you right. feel like you're focusing on the work. Yeah, and, and, and really, you, you don't have a whole lot of time <laughs> right. to, to be distracted. Not with really. 14-hour days or 12-hour yeah, days or whatever. Yeah, it's 14-hour days. Yeah. You, and we are, you know, you really, you go home, you get back up, you do it again. And so... Uh, 
So it's 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 nice to have the that kind of focus um, while you're up there mm-hmm. to be up there, and that's what I'm up there that's to right. do. But that being said, it's also gorgeous up there. I mean, there's so much nature around. Right. I mean, Coeur d'Alene is right there. Beautiful. And lots of biking and hiking. Are you an outdoors person? Do you like? Oh, yeah, 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 love yeah. it, love it. Yeah. So you know, and it's uh, I mean, you the clouds. Are so you you can't believe it. It's like big puffy right, clouds. Right. So it's it's quite beautiful and and uh, do you get do you get to come? Do you have some time to come back at all? Any some breaks during that time, or no. pretty much you guys shoot straight. Pretty through? much there, unless okay. unless there's an episode where you're not featured in, right? You know, but your characters, I'm pretty featured, pretty so. featured. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the other thing a lot of actors forget too. You know, we always we you know be careful what you wish for because especially one hour shows, one hour serials and dramatic shows are like you said, twelve and fourteen hour days. Mm-hmm. I've always said the the job to get is a sitcom. Mm. The three camera, I, because right. you know it's like bankers hours, yeah, yeah. and you 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 work yeah. three weeks and you have a week off, and right. I I don't know I'm getting to, I'm old now, so I'm <laughs> at the point where I just want to drive down the street and right. pull into the studio and park my car. Well, Not can... to say I'm turning down any one hour <laughs> <Right>. offers. <laughs> Well, yeah. I, I, you know, sometimes I just wish I was on an office show where else I had to do a show up at a desk in a suit. That ain't this show, though. <laughs> I'm, I'm just waiting. I just want to be the homeless guy. that I want, like, Garrett Morris on Two Broke Girls. I just want to be the guy laying on the, in the doorway that throws right. a line every now and right, then. Right, right, right. Yeah. But, you know, having said that. Look, yeah. I'm happy to have a job. We're lucky to have mm-hmm. a job. So um, let's go back to we talk about the journey. You started actually in 2000 in TV and film. But you had started, where did you actually grow up? Where did this... I grew up in Sacramento. Okay, so you're in California. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And did you start out in theater in that area too, or did Well, you? I was in high school. I, I just started taking classes as soon as I could. I okay. knew very early on that this That's is what, what I wanted, wanted to do. do. Even, yeah. even before I could take class, I knew right. that this was what I was going to do. So um, the minute I, I, I got into high school and drama was offered, that's what you I did. You were in there. Yeah. Yeah. And so I... Um, but um, it was, uh, and then I wound up going to uh, acting uh, school at the American Academy of Dramatic Arts here in here Pasadena. Here in Pasadena. When it was in Pasadena. Yeah, now, now, now it's here in yeah, Hollywood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, so that was a- It's a, a great training ground. They have one in New York also. Right. And David it's, Dean it's, Betrayal, who's an actor friend of mine, he actually teaches oh, really? at both of them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, it's a great training ground because, I mean, it's it's a very focused- mm-hmm. uh, um, uh, curriculum, so you uh, and you're with like-minded people. Right. So I mean, I I have very very good friends that I'm from, I, from I the see uh, you know yeah. all the time now because you know you you create a, right. this bond. You are all young, you know, ins- inspired actors, hopeful and happy. Yeah. yeah, and you're all sort of discovering you know as you go along, and you're watching this person. You know, you watch their work and you watch them have a breakthrough, and so you're kind of going through this. Mm-hmm this evolution together right. as actors so it creates this these bonds and friendships that and also a lot of the teachers life. are actors working oh, yeah. actors mm-hmm. probably people that you respect well I, I actually um, I uh, hired um, one of my teachers to be in my movie 11 wow. 11 11 Madonna Young yeah wow I, um, I I was writing it with her in mind I'm like I'm like she, Madonna I, I, yeah she would be perfect That's great. and I she love killed these stories. it you're actually killed. paying it forward you know what's to people. funny it's, it's Asylum you know, they're like, ah, oh, you know, we want this other actress who's got a bigger name, name. and a, a, a weird face. And I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, no, no, no. You, we'll you talk gotta, about her off camera. You, you yeah. got to trust me. This is the this woman. Is the and one. they're like, well, we don't know. You bring her in for, you know, again. Make and, her read. Yeah, make her read again. And I'm like, oh, my God. So I had her read again. 
And they're like, they begrudgingly were like, all right, you can have your little acting teacher. And I'm like, great. And of course, now, now they now love, they love they her. Love her. Right. She stole the movie and she's been in like four other asylum movies. But see, that's what happens as actors, right? Yeah, yeah. We don't, you know, we don't hear the conversations. Well, now I was going to ask you, isn't it great? For you as an actor, having been on all sides of the of the mm-hmm. room, you've been on the casting side, you've been on the directing side, because the the times that I've done that, it totally just depersonalized sure. the whole thing, mm-hmm. you know. Because I learned as an actor that seven of us could go in and give an amazing audition, sure, and only but it, you know the one that gets it doesn't. The other six are not negated, right? It's just you can't. Can you describe like what that is? And now that you direct, right. like mm-hmm. when people say. Well, the moment this person walked in the room, there was a, there was a quality. We just hoped that they could <laughs> mm-hmm. talk and walk at the same time. But, right. but you know what I mean? It's, mm-hmm. Describe that for you. Is that for you as a director where you can sense who's right for the part right away? or does, or No. Or that a lot of people are great. They give great readings, but... I really have to make sure they can act. I'm right. an acting snob. Right. I'm self-proclaimed, you know, and if you can't, <laughs> if you are not bringing something to the table and are just a pretty face, forget it. I mean, right, I'm right. not interested. Good. And so, um, you know, because I studied, I went to school for you years. Paid your dues. And, I, and on top of that, I took class and I did theater. Right, and right, I, right. I put a lot of work into right. being in the position I am today. Right. So, and I expect that from people that I work with. Right. And, and so people that just kind of, you know, decide to be actors because they think it's going to be fun or they, because they think, you know, I got, a, be I got a good face for it. Oh, yeah. Well, I, unfortunately, now with reality TV, that's what it it's sad. kind of nurtures. And it's sad. And, yeah. it's, you know, people perpetuate it yeah. because they watch it. But yeah. um, but that being said. <laughs> right. Another show, but to yes, be continued. But that, but that being said, um, I really will, uh, when I'm auditioning someone, as, as, you know, to the best of my ability, I'll, I'll you know. I'll put them through it a yeah, little bit, yeah. you know, and see what they got and see what they can bring right. and also try and get a feel of how they're going to be on set. If, if That's they're so gonna, important. Boy, it is. You know? Don't you feel like there are a lot of people who are really great auditioners and then, I mean, this does happen mm-hmm. at times. Um, they, something is different when they get on the set. Oh, sure. And that mm-hmm. may, that may mm-hmm. just be personal. It may not be right. their talent, but mm-hmm. you know, there's a, there's, the town is full of workshops on how to audition and. Right, right. Commercial, because you do commercials as well. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank God for mailbox money. Same here. But it irritates me now when I see all these commercial workshops because I feel like commercials today are pretty much if you if you watch commercials, it's just average the everyday. I mean, mm-hmm. when I go in for homeless or bad guys or whatever, right. I don't really do anything. You know, right. you slate mm-hmm. your name and look so in the much camera. Of it is about a look. It, 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 yeah. It's, you remember it's, the it's days of the workshops where they would try to teach you commercial sure. acting. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Or whatever. Oh, yeah. yeah, there's I, a whole... I did a few of them. Oh, I mean, I think we all did. Mm-hmm. But there's a whole industry here of, of that, you sure, know, sure, of, sure. of taking people's money. Yeah. But again, we both go back to just keep doing theater, keep doing the work. Mm-hmm. And you're a testament to that. You just keep putting it out there. And, and you can't... I tell actors this. You can't always try to plan. You really can't plan how a career is going to go. You mm-hmm. can keep doing your work. Like, you couldn't plan that you were going to be working in asylum. and. Right you'd be asked to write and direct because right. I think a lot of actors, a lot of people in the industry, they, they think of it as like a, a lawyer or a doctor. You go to school, you're right. going to do step one, step yeah. two equals three. And mm-hmm. it really, and the reality is that a lot of talented actors never really hit, hit. They never, you know, are making a living right. at, at this, you know, at something they love. They love and are, are great at and it. great actors. Yeah. Yeah. You know, a lot of them just wind up, doing you know and and some of them give up they just can't take it anymore I, that's and, a big, but some of them also they just wind up doing you know small theater and for, i admire that yeah 
I mean, you know, it's 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 a hard hard job mm-hmm. to 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 be successful at and to hang in there and to hang in. I say that absolutely. all the time too. No. I think I eventually just they started giving me parts because I just didn't go away. Yeah. But I, I, I'm, I, I respect the people that did. I often say, if you can do anything else and be happy, mm-hmm. do it's it. True. But I the, mean, you know, the other there's the, no the cure other side to this is you know you really, you really do have to constantly put in work, work, and that uh, that is taking classes or making short films. I'm one of the reasons that Asylum looked at me differently was because I had a couple of short films that I'd made, mm-hmm. and they saw those and they're like, okay. He can. He knows he can how to that. make a short right. film. He could make a feature, which so, is what a lot of directors do. Right. So I mean, be, it, and it was because I, I put in the efforts to you know create something else that I wound up creating something bigger. Bigger. Yeah. Yeah. And and doing the short film was a great because you're doing a feature. It just mm-hmm. happens to be twenty minutes or yeah. whatever, mm-hmm. but it's shot just like a feature. Sure. So mm-hmm. that is great training. Yeah. So in terms of writing and directing, do you have stuff coming up? You mentioned maybe trying to get I have a particular a, play. Yeah, into I have it. a. I did a play over at Theater of Note um, that was a lot of fun, and I thought, oh, this could be a really fun movie. So what I did was um, I pulled a lot of favors, and um, I basically shot the opening sequence of the of the movie. Um, and it is a um, it's very stylized. It's called Hearts Like Fists, and um, it did really well on I re- stage. I, I remember reading about it. It's yeah. um, it's basically a graphic novel, dark comedy, okay. crime fighters, supervillain sort of thing on stage right. on a post box, po- uh, yeah. ma- matchbox stage, you know. But um, and uh, so it's got a sense of humor about itself, but it's also very stylized right. and, and very fun, and so. Um, so what I did was I showed I shot the opening, um, which is the introduction to Doctor X, which was my character, and uh, so I just really wanted to, people to see what my vision was, mm-hmm. what I want this film to look like, and what I think Stylized it could be. Stylized and right, yeah. and so anyhow, um, it took me well because I got I got Z Nation in between, so it actually took me Whoops. like two years to finish right, right. seven minutes of film. Oh my god! But but that's also because I was pulling favors and right. asking people to work for very little money because I couldn't afford to pay them what right. they were worth. But that being said, what I turned out is really good, very very cool. cool. Yeah, it, it's real. It's exceptional, I think. And if you go to um, HeartsLikeFist.com. You can you can look at the check it uh, out. Yeah, there's the little teaser on there, and so and also you have your website KeithAllenActor.com. Yeah, mm-hmm, which and which Twitter is, is I like Keith Allen, and it's A L L A N, but it, and yes. Keith Allen duh. Duh. Do you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Are you big on social media? What is your take on social? I you mean, know, it's almost like you have to be. I have to say, I'm I'm learning because you have a lot of fans curve. from Z Nation. Yeah, do I you do. do the tweeting with the fans, or I, you know, I do. Yeah. I do, and I'm, I'm Facebook and tweet it, and you know it's it's very difficult. It's very time consuming. It it's a full time job. But that being said, you know I can't tell you how appreciative my fans are that I'm actually responding that to you, them. And it's you, I, you know. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, believe you know, me, they yeah. grill me all the time. Like, is it really you? And I'm like, yeah, it's really me. Yeah. Like, prove it. I'm like, You're like oh, I don't I really know what I'm doing, every, but yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I I do it as much as I possibly can, and right. I'm always posting stuff that uh, you know I, I'm you know working on or right. or things like that. But uh, is the set pretty? Are you pretty limited, like what you can release or do or say on the set? Can you release photos and stuff? Or um, not, that, yeah, not, yeah, that's not, kinda... not until the show starts right. to air because. Yeah. 
for because like for instance we have a new sort of wardrobe look and they wanted that to Save be a, that. a reveal on the show so very very limited as to what we can, what you can post yeah, or whatever yeah. now when do you go back when, uh, well um I'm, I'm hearing april so, okay yeah so nice we've got some nice time to right to well uh, uh, to get to the gym. and i'm sure you're That's not i was gonna do. say and you're <laughs> probably not ever not working so you're probably doing stuff when you're here as well are you able to do guest spots and so are you able to do other shows yes i oh, am let's I'm put available. that out there no because you know a lot of people that's <laughs> what happens for hire you get on a yes. series and a lot of times they think he's not available to do anything no. so that's, fact, I, that's I, avi's job avi yeah. will make sure you get out there <laughs> yeah well i uh actually i i would love to do something that is not a zombie show i yeah. would love to just to mix it up and do you know but that's what i was saying earlier right see you're I'm a character actor, but I have this certain kind of look, and mm-hmm. people say, you know, you're so severe, Jasper. But mm-hmm. you're you're really I'm envious because you can play, and I've seen some of your your stuff. You can play the dad, the mm-hmm. nice dad. You're you're not always playing the bad. Well, Murphy is even though Murphy is a bad guy, he's mm-hmm. a white collar right. criminal. Right. So you've got that whole. Do people tell you you have a Jeff Goldblum vibe? <laughs> have you heard that? Yes, I was yeah. just I was just mentioned that last night. Yes, I've I've heard not that as before. not as you know, not as quirky. Not, the, I mean, and, and I, last night I got Hugh Jackman. Yeah, I get like Hugh uh, Jackman, totally. And Jeff Goldblum. JW, can you see Cause, that? Because oh, they're they're so similar, you know. But it's great because <laughs> in looking through your body of work and it, you're even the commercials you've done, you know, like right. you're you're sometimes just the all American husband. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So you're really lucky that way. Yeah, I am. Yeah. <laughs> so well, listen, it goes so fast. Um, it's such a pleasure to meet you. Thank you, everyone. Please you. remember Z Nation Friday nights. 10 o'clock sci-fi, sci-fi Network, yeah. and come back anytime oh thank you that would be, be great pleasure. yeah okay. well uh, we're going to take a break and we're going to come back and we're going to get into this whole hot topics and what's been happening in the world you are listening and watching one-on-one with jasper cole we'll be right back
You're back one on one with Jasper Cole. Woohoo! All right. Howdy, 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 and welcome back to one on one with Jasper Cole. I want to give a big thanks again to. Keith Allen, who plays Murphy on Z Nation, Friday nights at 10 o'clock on Sci-Fi Channel. It was great. You know, it was great just to have another actor here to to commiserate about acting. And what I love about Keith is he's he's such the great example of how you put in the work and, and you do your... And he has a passion for it. You mm-hmm. can tell when he talks about it. Um, that I love what he said about when he brings actors in for, for uh, auditions. He makes them, you know, puts them through the paces because so much of... The business now is about, you know, just looking a certain way and not having the chops. So yeah. so anyway, I wanted to just get into a little bit of what's been happening in the news. Um, clearly, I guess, you know, from last Wednesday, uh, since we were here, we had the horrific uh, terrorist attacks in Paris mm-hmm. on Friday. So we, of course, want to send all our love out to everyone in Paris and, and, and everyone that was affected by this because there were... Um, even though there's one American, there it seems like you know people were killed and injured from all over the world because Paris, like New York, of course, is a tourist town and people come from all over. So um, it was it was riveting to watch in a, in a very sad way, but it, it reminded me of of course 9/11. It was almost like their version of 9/11 yeah. uh, being attacked on their own soil. And um, I've been fascinated to learn in watching the last few days about the. The class system in Paris, um, in France, you know, a lot of the, um, they have some problems as we do with with race and class, but I don't think, I think we have a little bit more of a middle class in this country, um, and this is by no means justifying any of the behaviors of, of the terrorist or the alleged people, but um, I did read a blog today, it was fascinating, um, uh, a woman who's a on Meredith Vieira's show, she's one of the singers in the band and she's from Paris and she's, I think she's part Lebanese. I I can't remember, but she grew up in sort of the not so nice neighborhood of Paris. She called it the suburbs. And when they say the suburbs there, it was almost like when we say suburbs, it's, it kind of has this Pleasantville connotation, but the way she described suburbs there was sort of like the ghetto, you know, the housing project kind of thing. And, Apparently, you know, she she had to deal with a lot of racism there because Parisians are very loyal like Americans are, but <clears throat> they're not known as quite like we are for being such a nation of immigrants. You know, our whole country is founded on uh, immigration and everyone come here and we welcome you. So she talked. It was interesting because I haven't heard this mentioned on CNN or some of the news outlets about there is a lot of these people in the suburbs feel disenfranchised and they feel like they're not, uh, it's one thing I think to feel that way, but also to live in a country where you don't have the opportunities to sort of move up in the system the way we have here in America. I mean, sadly, a lot of people would say that here in America, the middle class is sort of being eroded and we're getting closer to being like a Mexico where it's the have and the have nots and the ultra rich and, and the people struggling I don't believe we're there yet, but we certainly are heading in the wrong direction if we don't get the right person in the office. But um, but I was fascinated by that because um, that's not to say that any of these terrorists, if they were feeling disenfranchised, but I think it goes to a core issue of how a lot of times ISIS is able to recruit these people because they're really vulnerable. They're feeling disenfranchised. They're feeling like they don't really have any hope to sort of move up in society and so this i think this happens with a lot of religious 
cult. I mean, you could throw in Scientology or, you know, going back to Jim Jones or any of the uh, tragic cult situations. People, they get recruited at their most vulnerable time. And I think um, I've just been amazed how ISIS, this, what is it, 25,000 apparently, the, these thugs, I call them, with like primitive weapons that they've been allowed, they've been able to just galvanize and take over and get. Um, people interested and apparently you know again the internet has been a huge part of being able to recruit people and on the flip side of talking about the kids coming from the ghettos uh, they're on the complete opposite there are other kids or young people that are not coming from poor families that are also joining isis and i think it just goes to right now the state of the world in terms of where we are so i i I was very relieved to see that they did um, capture and kill and had a big shootout yesterday morning. And I've been very impressed with um, France in general, the way, first of all, they immediately started airstrikes on uh, ISIS, which was great. A lot of people have criticized Obama for not doing that, but then they don't understand we have been doing airstrikes along the way. But it, 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 I thought it sent a great message to the terrorists that France was not going to take any shit, and they started bombing. I was also really impressed how quickly they were able to locate these terrorists in this apartment yesterday. I, I think they had really good intelligence um, working. Apparently, they intercepted some cell phone conversations, um, which was amazing. But, you know, it's so sad because... Like the one young uh, college student from Long Beach who was there, you know, as an exchange student. And it just, I don't know, you think about fate or destiny. And, I, you know, I toy with this all the time, you know, or was it just meant to be? She was going to be having dinner at that restaurant or, you know, or did did one decision we make lead us to that restaurant? That's just something I get into. And I know, J.W., you're like that. You're spiritual and you think about stuff like that. But for her family back here in Long Beach and um, just to get that phone call, as for all the victims to get the phone call. And ironically, the band that was playing is from Palm Springs. So, you know, it's my second home and I was there um, when this was happening. So there was a lot of stuff on the news about that. And they thank God survived. I think they were lucky because they were able to just run backstage, but just watching some of the videos of the, there was one girl hanging out the window of the, of the theater. And I like, I mean, honestly, I don't like crowds unless they're there to see me. I'm just kidding. (laughs) But you know what I mean? If I'm in a play or something, but in general, in my social life, I don't, I don't like these large venues and I don't like even like the Hollywood bowl as much as I've enjoyed going there. There's just, I'm trying, but having said that, I don't want to be that person that lets the fear of this kind of stuff keep me from living life, you know? Um, So, and speaking of living life on a completely different subject, let's just talk about the big Charlie Sheen announcement yesterday. Um, Wow. You know, there's so much stuff. I, the first thing that comes to mind for me is I felt really disheartened that regardless of whether what he was dealing with, he felt shame about being HIV positive. Mm-hmm. You know, he felt shame to the point that he was being blackmailed, allegedly being blackmailed and uh, extorted money, you know, um, I, based on Charlie Sheen's past. And he's been no stranger to put it out there. Um, I'm not surprised that he's HIV positive. That was not a surprise because we know with uh, intravenous drug use and I'm sure promiscuous, you know, unprotected sex. I mean, the, the other positive thing no pun intended for me was that that this was a heterosexual man not a gay man that at least 
proves again that you know AIDS and um, HIV, sorry, is, is not a gay disease. Is not a gay disease, yeah. and and we know that. And mm-hmm. but what's really kind of pissing me off is these people are talking about how these poor people, these poor girls, you know, he didn't tell them, blah blah blah. I do agree that that's wrong. In this day and age, don't people know they need to protect themselves? I mean, my motto is everybody has a disease and just protect yourself thinking they do. I mean, I thought I just would assume everyone is using protection. And even if someone says to you, shows you an HIV test from last month and says you're, you know, they were negative. We don't know how many people they've slept with since the test. And you know, and, and a positive note, I mean, HIV now is a, a chronic manageable disease. However, for people dealing with it, they can tell you taking medications is not wonderful. There's side effects. There's long-term effects. Or, you know, so this whole thing about take a pill. But in a, in a weird way, HPPV is even almost more dangerous because that leads to cancers. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when you think about it, how how ironic that hepatitis, hepatitis C uh I mean, herpes is something, depending on how your system reacts to it, that you're, 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 you have for the rest of your right. life, like HIV. So it, in the blessing, I feel that is HIV is now part of that group. Mm-hmm. But I was, t- were you still amazed that there was a, that Charlie felt so, it's almost like he, he had a retro thought about it. Like, it was almost like going back to the mid 80s that he was so worried about people finding out. Because here's my other thing. If he was worried about work, I mean, let's just be real. He had made, he was making 1.3 million an episode on wow. Two and a Half Men, and and had quite a big deal on anger management. Mm-hmm. So, it, I guess what I'm getting at is he's he couldn't say, well, I was worried I would never get a job again. Mm-hmm. Well, the asshole doesn't have to work again. So I was just trying to get his, you know, the motivation right. was still there that he was embarrassed and shameful. Yeah, it could be because again, you, you've mentioned that he is a straight man, and in the H, HIV community, it it predominantly serves, as far as what I've you know being gay myself, you know, you're gay, exactly right. I'm gay. Um, I'm gay friendly, so it's okay. <laughs> you you hear about it all the time, right? You know, thankfully, um, but maybe not so much in the straight community, and so maybe that's why he wasn't so educated, educated. about things. And you would think with the doctor that he had that he would be. Although even the, I was a little annoyed with the doctor that he had on with him from uh, US, UCLA yesterday. Mm-hmm. This is just my opinion. You know, the doctor said there is absolutely no way you can infect someone when you're undetectable. Mm-hmm. Well, that's not absolutely true. I mean, there's still, I, if there's a, I don't care if it's a 0.0.0.9% chance. Yeah. It's just like when people said you can't get HIV from oral sex. That's not true that's either. Not true. Right. But, it's, you're more than likely not to. But again, I go back to if you happen to be one of those people who is the 1% in their life all the time, you might want to protect yourself. Yeah. Um, I mean, there are wonderful couples that are one's positive, one's negative, and, and they they manage quite well with that. But mm-hmm. I, Especially with PrEP these days. Well, with PrEP, yes. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just thought, again, hopefully, now he says he's going to now be a, you know, a, a proponent for HIV and put money. I don't think he has, he, mm-hmm. he alluded to the fact that he was having financial problems. So, mm-hmm. but I, I can't imagine that he's broke. Yeah. But, um, but the whole, what do you think this criminalization of, because here's my thing about mm-hmm. if you're going to criminalize him, you're going to make it a, a crime for not telling about HIV. Well, why, why doesn't that stand for hepatitis C, the ones we talked about. Since right. now HIV is, if it's supposedly not a death sentence, right. why is that in a different category? That would be my question. 
Um, I did hear on the news today that the, no prosecutors have said they, they're not interested in going after him because quite frankly, how do you, pr- you can't prove that. Yeah. You can't prove that he didn't tell them. It's a, he said, she said, mm-hmm. all he has to do is say, yeah, I told them, you know? So, um, I just was a little worried that he put that out there about you. It's fine if he has unprotected sex right now, he's undetectable. Mm-hmm. So, and again, going back to test, he may have been undetectable in March, but he may not still be in April and May because when the when the drugs stop stop working, the virus the the viral load goes up. So, bottom line is, just protect yourself. Right. You know, it's 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 everyone's pr- responsibility to protect themselves. It and is. and while we would like to think that people will be honorable and and be honest and tell you their status, mm-hmm. I just don't know. And then, you know, you mentioned something about going back to how it used to be. The, mm-hmm. I don't know. Young kids today, mm-hmm. gay kids in particular, I think the gay community has just bought this story that HIV is no big deal and they can just take a pill and they'll be fine. And, uh, you know, that's that's not true. Mm-hmm. It can lead to a lot of other problems down the line, the, the long-term effects of medications. You talk to anyone who's been a long-term uh, person on medications, there's heart problems, there's kidney, there's liver. There's a lot of stuff down the right. line that ultimately can come from taking pills. Yes. So the bottom line is you you want to protect yourself and not have to take medications. So anyway, listen, um, the best thing of all is this. We're here. We're here to love each other, be kind to each other. And uh, we do send Charlie all, all the love. He's got kids and he's got a grandchild. So um, this has been a great show. God, the time flies. Yeah. Um, please, uh, again, follow us on Twitter, one-on-one with J. Cole, and uh, go to our website and go to our host page. Buy some shit. And um, we will see you next Wednesday, same time, same place. A peace out. Thanks for checking out One-on-One with Jasper Cole. Check out past episodes and get the latest as they're released. Subscribe today on iTunes, Stitcher, and YouTube.